Online courses are amazing. They are the backbone of both of my online businesses. They allow me to have lifestyle freedom and they basically print money for me while I sleep. At least that's the sales pitch. It's actually true, 100% true, but there's also other things that are true about online courses that maybe people don't wanna talk about, online business gurus don't wanna cover, and uh, nothing's perfect. So in today's episode, I wanna just pull back the curtain on the realities of having an online course-based business, maybe the things you don't wanna hear about online courses. I think you'll still wanna have an online course business when we're done with this episode, but at least you'll be more informed and you will know the truth. Let's discuss. Welcome to episode 146 of The Graham Cochran Show. I'm here to help you build your online business, work less, and live and give more. I'm your host, Graham Cochran. Hope you're doing well today. Huge announcement. My debut book, How to Get Paid for What You Know, being published by Ben Bella Books and Madhole Books, is dropping March 22nd for release. That's right. I have a real book. And guess what? If you're watching on YouTube, it's right here. It's so beautiful. It's so real. Hardcover. Some amazing people have endorsed this book. Michael Hyatt, John Acuff, Dan Miller, Bob Berg, who wrote The Go-Giver, my buddy Jordan Rayner, national best-selling author. Amazing book. I'm so proud of this. It's crazy because I do everything digitally, and now it's here in person as a tangible thing. If you want to support me and get your hands on a copy of this, you can pre-order the book now anywhere books are sold. But there's details at grahamcochran.com slash book, not only of where to pre-order the book, but how to take your receipt to that page and enter it in to get instantly $100 worth of pre-order bonuses and a chance to win a free coaching session with me. Pretty cool. So you're going to get some bonuses instantly, including the first two chapters of the book. So I'm going to be telling you a lot more about the book as we get closer, but please support me. Go pre-order the book now, grahamcochran.com slash book. Today, we're talking about online courses. We're gonna walk through, and this is stuff I teach in the book as well. It walks you through how to monetize everything you know. So it's very didactic. It's like my method in a book form. So it's great for you. It's great for a friend. Um, and, and a big part of what I teach in the book is online courses and how to think about building an online course and the realities of an online course. And so I'm gonna talk about those today. I wanna give you a gift though, for listening to this episode to help you with your online course. It's my six-figure online course checklist. I put together the four steps to creating profitable online courses, including some mistakes to avoid in a simple PDF. Uh, this is an amazing resource that you should have. It's free. Just go to sixfigurecourse.com. That's the number six, figurecourse.com. Or if you're watching on YouTube, I'll link to it below in the description as well. Get the six-figure course on, six-figure online course checklist, excuse me, and just Print it out, keep it with you. If you're in the middle of designing your course or getting ready, ready to release a course, it'll help you think through all of that stuff. So I wanna give that to you as a gift right off the bat so you have something helpful that you can take away from this episode even before we dive in. But when it comes to online courses, I'm not gonna talk about the pros because we talk about them a lot um, and I hinted at them at the top of the episode, but let's talk about some of the realities, the things you don't wanna hear when it comes to online courses. Uh, each one is a little different, and for you, it may not be as much of a con as another one, or one might be a deal breaker, but this is just the reality of it. Number one is that it takes a lot of time 
a lot of time to create a full-fledged online course, especially if you've never done one before. Functionally speaking, it's just a collection of videos. And so you could think about the time it takes to film, edit, and upload those videos and put them into a Kajabi backend or something similar. But man, I hear this from students all the time when they finally get around to building their online course. They're like, dude, this, this took forever. And, and the reason is if you're doing it right, there's research involved, there's outlining involved, there's filming, maybe you're building a slide deck for a lot of this, uh, the, the modules, there's editing, there's building it out inside of your online backend. Like, so I use Kajabi. So you have to choose, you know, what product theme and how are you going to sort of show the UI? Like what's the graphical, the, the user interface, what's their experience going to be with your course? And then there's so much more after that. There's writing the sales copy that's going to go on the sales page. It's shooting a sales video for the sales page. There's coming up with a launch, including pre-launch content or writing launch emails. There's a lot. And so this is where I think the idea of passive income through an evergreen online course, which is a reality, people out there say it's a myth. It is not a myth. People who say it's a myth just don't know what they're talking about or haven't done it right. But passive income, there's very few elements and very few things in life that are 100% hands-off. Usually that would be like a book royalty, song royalty, where you've created a piece of art and it's 100% hands-off, or you have an asset like stock or a bond where you own it and you don't have to do anything to collect the dividend or you know the appreciation. So there's some passive income things that are 100% hands-off. Online courses and online businesses are mostly passive. Uh, so it is passive income by definition. But there is a, you realize that, man, when it comes to actually building the asset, which is the online course, and putting it into motion, there's a lot of upfront work. And I'm willing to do the upfront work work personally, because I've seen how, let's say like building a course, I had this course called Rethink Mixing. I use it as an example all the time. You know, I build it once, I sell it for $97 and it makes me a million dollars over the next five to seven years. That one little course. Man, I'm willing to spend a week, two weeks filming and building out a course that makes me a million dollars, largely just in my funnel over the next seven years. Like hundred percent, I'm okay with that trade-off. But you have to understand there is upfront work. And it will take you a lot of time if it's your first one. One reason why I recommend starting with a mini course, because it's less overwhelmed, less content, um, an easier pitch. There's a lot of reasons why. And I've talked about that before on the show and on the channel. Um, but either way, the first time you launch any course, it's going to take you a lot of time. So just be aware of that. But you're building an asset that will print money for you for eternity virtually. Number two, you're going to sell very few copies early on. I think this is a big shock to people. Um, and and there, so we got to talk about this. There's a lot of uh, gurus online, whether it's on YouTube, a podcast, uh, social, usually on social media, dropping dollar figures like, hey, just did a, a $50,000 launch or I did a $100,000 launch. What I'm finding is that my students they want the passive income, they, they want the lifestyle, but they are so brainwashed and conditioned to expect big launches or they're seduced, I should say, maybe that's a better word. They're seduced by the big launches 
that they expect a big launch for themselves. Now, typically what we do as human beings is everything's relative. So we might think, okay, I've seen people do $50,000 launches. I'm brand new. I don't expect to do a $50,000 launch. So I'm going to reduce my expectations and be reasonable. So I'm going to expect a $5,000 launch. Well, the problem with that thinking, you might think that you're being reasonable by dropping it to be one-tenth of the launch of what you, you were hoping for, but still it's an arbitrary amount of money. Like, how did you arrive at $5,000 as your goal? You're just making it up. You just want $5,000? Just wanting something doesn't make it true. So the problem is I see students build a course, launch it, and do $1,000, $2,000, and they're disappointed. They'll do $5,000 sometimes and they're disappointed. And the reason they're disappointed is because they did not have realistic expectations. They thought, oh, I've got a YouTube channel. I have a thousand subscribers. So if I launch my course, certainly a hundred people, 200 people will buy it. Well, says who? You're saying you think 10 to 20% of your audience is going to buy your course when statistically one half of 1% to 1% will buy your course if you do your job right. That's what the data tells us. That's a that's a good launch. It's not an amazing launch, but a 1% conversion rate of your audience size to becoming a customer of a launch is what you should be shooting for because that's baseline realistic for most products and most brands. But no one's talking about that. So everyone's expectations are really high. The reality is, is you're gonna sell very few copies early on unless you have a really big audience. This just shows the need for a large audience. So if you have, let's say, 500 people on your email list, which is a huge accomplishment, 1% of 500 would be five. So a half of 1% would be two and a half. So with an email list of 500 people, and this is what I teach my students in my course, in my book, you would expect with an email list of 500 people, if you do your launch right, that two, let's say three to five people will buy. So if you're, if you're selling a mini course of $47, let's call it $50, and five people buy, you'll make $250. That falls very short of a $2,000, $3,000, $5,000 launch goal. And you might be disappointed in that $250, but statistically, that would be a successful launch. Launch revenue is based off of the price of the thing you're selling, the audience size, those are the two biggest factors, and then a bunch of small factors like your sales copy, uh, your launch, how many launch emails you sent, the engagement the, uh, in your list and your audience. But the two, the two biggest factors are the price of your product and the size of your audience, hands down. So if you have a small audience and a low price product, you're not going to make a lot of money on your launches. This is why I don't like launches. I launch, but I don't like living in the launch. I don't want to get my identity from the launch. I don't want to get the pulse of my business from a launch. I make the majority of my money through evergreen sales. Always have, always will, because that's where the money's made, not in launches. So I would rather you take the pressure off and just realistically know you're not going to sell very many copies early on. You need an audience to sell lots of copies. So if you see people selling a lot of copies or doing 100K launches or more, they have a huge audience or they're spending a ton on, on Facebook ads. And so who, where is that $100,000 going? Easily half of it's going to ads, if not more. So just be aware when people have big numbers, it's, it's not as simple as it sounds. Number three, okay. It's probably going to take a few courses. It's 
probably probably take you building a few courses to create a product that people actually want to purchase. When I launched my first online business, The Recording Revolution in 2009, my first course I dropped in early 2010, second course late 2010, third course early 2011. My fourth and fifth courses I launched in my end of my second year. So summer, fall of 2011. Those were the first courses that I made that were good. The first three were okay. But course four and five were actually winners. And I could tell the moment I launched them, they did better. I got more testimonials early on and they became perennial bestsellers. My other courses, you know, people still like them, but those first three just became like add-ons or bonuses or every once in a while I'll shove them in a bundle. Very few people wanted to buy them outright. So it took me, it took me a while to like stumble across a winner. And it's gonna take you a while. Maybe, maybe not. You might have a winner from the get the, the, from out the gate, but most of us don't. And the reason is, is is multifaceted. One, you're learning the pedagogy. You're learning the the way to teach, which is a is a different skill than knowing what to teach, but the way to teach how to teach well. You're learning um, how to be on camera. You're learning how to uh, make a beautiful course experience. You're you're learning how to launch. You're learning how to write sales copy. Like you're learning all those things, but you're also learning what course your people want to buy from you. So if you're like me, I started with the easiest thing I could teach and the one that I felt the most comfortable with. That was important to me. And I put off the subject that I really didn't want to touch because I was afraid of not doing it well enough and having people poke coals at me. And so I built three courses until I was really comfortable to finally build a course on what people were asking me for. And that had that convergence of like, this is what people really want to learn from me. I'm finally giving it to them. And I also have launched a few courses and built a few and I've learned how to do that better. So it'll probably take you a few courses to get to the one that really, really pops. This might not be a deal breaker for you, but for some reason, for some reason and for some people, it shocks them and disappoints them. But the 80-20 rule applies to online courses. 20% of the people who buy your course or fewer are actually going to finish your course. Meaning the bulk of people who buy 80% or more aren't gonna watch all your course and therefore they're not gonna get results. And that's, I don't know if that bothers you. Like if you just care about the money, who cares? <laughs> you may not care if people go through your course. Um, but if you really are championing people getting results and you realize, man, no one's watching the videos because like in Kajabi, you can follow people's progress. You can see if they're watching or not. You know, you might be disappointed and sad. You might think there's something wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with you. This is just the way things go. Most people don't complete what they start my book. This book is amazing. Every page is amazing. I'm biased. The whole book is meant to go together. There's an entire six-step process to building an online business. And there's all these chapters, a couple, not all these chapters, three chapters at the end that really like tie it all together and tell you what to be doing every day moving forward and how to build a business long-term. But you know what? Most of you that buy this book or pick it up are only going to read through chapter two. It's just true. You're only going to read one to two chapters. That's what the data tells us. So I worked really hard to make the first two chapters as juicy as possible. I used everything I know about sales copy to write a killer intro, chapter one and chapter two, so that you're like, oh, I got to read the rest. Just because I know that's where people are going to drop off. 80% of you aren't going to read the whole book. Only 20% of you will, if that, if that. And it's the same with your course. So don't take it personally. 
or don't think that you've done something wrong and go change up the way you build things. It's just a reality. Um, so not that you want to have a cold heart and be like, well, whatever, I got their money. But to some degree, you have to understand all you can do is all the work up front to build a life-changing course, create the sales copy and the launch strategy and, or the funnel to, to get people to take, take action and buy the course and then onboard them well with a welcome email, sequence, video, all that stuff. But that's it. At that point, it's up to them. It's on them. If they don't get results, if they don't watch it, there's nothing you can do. You can have things to check in. You can follow up. That's great. But you have to hand off the burden of responsibility to get results to them. It's not on you at that point. You've done everything you can. Number five, you're going to have to be ready to do a relaunch at some point or a massive update after a certain period of time. This really depends on the course and the subject matter. But it's, no one really talks about it. We, we say like you build a course once and it's done forever. That's sometimes true. Going back to that course example I gave you, my Rethink Mixing course, I built it in 2011 and I sold it all the way to 2018, never changed it, never updated it. It wasn't even shot in HD. People, every once in a while complain about that. It just kept getting people results. It was timeless. And I built it as timeless as possible. Um, and so I try to create timeless courses. But inevitably, there's some things that are out of date and you need to update. Um, but beyond just updating it, you because of things becoming out of date, the moment you launch a course is the moment you realize what could be better about it. And the great thing about online products, unlike a book, <laughs> is that they're easy to iterate and update. So you build your online course, don't assume that it's done. I mean, Get it out there. It doesn't have to be perfect, but you're not stuck with it in the way it is. So as you launch it, as you maybe put it in your funnel and people go through it and you're getting people results, you're going to get feedback. You're going to learn what's good about it and what's missing. So take notes, survey your people, and actively look for ways to improve it because if you can improve it and it gets people more results or faster, it's only going to give you better testimonials and help you sell it easier and everyone's going to be happier. You don't have to change or update every course. I'm not saying you should look to always update courses, but pay attention to the feedback you get. I have a course called Automatic Income Academy. I launched it. It helped a ton of people. And over the course of the first two years of it being out, I would pay attention to people's comments. Like, oh, it'd be really helpful if you had this, or this wasn't very clear, or what about this? I kept seeing lots of similar questions. And that tells me, okay, if everyone's asking the same question, I probably should address the question in the course in a better way um, so that they can, they don't have to bug me, <laughs> but I, I'm just seeing holes and seeing ways I could improve it. And so I took notes for two years. And then when I knew I was ready to film some updates, I, re I film, reached out to everyone who's purchased the course and said, Hey, I'm going to make a 2.0 version of the course. What would you like to see in it? How could I make it better? If I were to update anything or add anything, what would you need to see in it to make it better for you? These are people who've already paid for it, already own it. And I got some helpful feedback. Um, and that allowed me to shape what I wanted to update, swap out, or include, or add. And I was able to film some content and actually almost doubled the length of the course, which is pretty rare. I'm not saying you need to do that. But in my case, it made sense. I added a bonus mini course just out of the goodness of my heart because everyone had this question. I was like, dude, I'm just going to give them this material because this would really help them. And you can and should consider implementing feedback down the road. I don't think you have to do this for every course. I don't even think this has to be a complete overhaul. It might be for some courses. Some courses have stayed the same for me. Never touched them. Um, some courses you just update. Some courses you replace. 
with a better course. If, if the updates sound like, man, this is becoming more than just an update project. This is like a, let me just replace it with a different, different kind of thing. But just be ready to, at the very least, do a relaunch to make more money down the road from time to time, but do a refresh. And finally, number one thing you don't want to hear about online courses is that the hype you initially had for the course will go away in time. But you keep selling anyway. There's a lot of emphasis on launching a guy I really respect, Jeff Walker. He's literally written a book on launching. It's called Launch. He, he pioneered the product launch formula. I actually interviewed him on the YouTube channel and on the mini podcasts, How to Become a New York Times bestselling author. Great dude. But with all the emphasis on launching, it's the it's the sexy thing people want to talk about for a lot of reasons. One, it's energy. It feel, if you feel like you're alive, you feel like you're connecting with your audience. Um, and two, you can make a lot of money in one fell swoop. I think the biggest launch I've ever been a part of personally, um, we launched a course a couple of years ago and it did over $300,000 in a week. That's probably the biggest launch I've had. Um, that's exciting. I mean, and I was on vacation when it happened. That's what's awesome. <laughs> we did all the work. I had my team, you know, just like releasing it, but it was all like teed up to go. And I'm literally uh, visiting family and on a road trip. And just, you know, when we stopped for gas, checking the sales data, we did $300,000 and I wasn't even at home or in the office. That was awesome. That's exciting. I think that's what everyone's chasing, stuff like that. But you know what's more exciting to me and more realistic? Making money every day, all day, without doing anything, without burning your list out, without burning your team out, without burning yourself out, um, while you're taking your kids to school, while you're getting a car wash while you're picking up laundry from the dry cleaners, well, whatever, whatever you're doing, your system, your business is making money for you. And yes, it's not a lot per day, but again, using that example of rethink mixing so many years ago, that one little course I never had a launch for, I just put it in my funnel from day one. It's always been an evergreen course and it quietly, steadily made me a million dollars. Just that one $97 course by itself. That's sexy to me. That's exciting to me. Evergreen is the best. Evergreen's the way to go. I like both. I launch products. Um, there's there's pros to launching. There's, there's a, a strategy for launching and it's, it's strategic as part of my overall promotional plan and business. But the engine that drives my business is evergreen income, recurring revenue, my funnel. Launches are icing on the cake for me. And so just keep that in mind that whenever you launch a course, that's going to be the moment of most hype. And then any relaunch will be some hype. It'll never be as hype as the first time you bought it to market. So just know that it's going to fade, but just keep selling that thing anyway, either evergreen style in your funnel or re-promote it. And do not be dis disappointed if it's never as hyped as it was the first time. How could it be? But the point is, is to make it an integral part of your business. It's one of your products in your product suite and just run the business. Don't, don't take it personally. It's just part of doing business. There you have it, friend. Online courses are amazing. 100% they are the bread and butter of both of my businesses and they've changed my life forever. Um, that's why I wrote a whole book about them. That's why I teach people about them here on this podcast, on the YouTube channel, uh, in my, my membership, 
in my mastermind. Like I'm always talking about online courses and I always tell people the first thing you should build an online business is an online course um, because it's the thing that will give you freedom. It won't make you a millionaire overnight, but it will give you freedom because it becomes a digital asset you can sell automatically 24 seven without being present. And when you get a taste of that, when you make 500 bucks a month without lifting a finger, when you make a thousand bucks a month without lifting a finger, because you did the work once and now it's in your funnel and your system is selling for you, you get a taste of that sweetness, you're off to the races. Cause then you, you're going to build out your product line. You're going to add other things to it. And you're going to hopefully build a business that's built around, be a built, build a business that's optimized for lifestyle, for flexibility, for time freedom. Not a business that's optimized for income. You want income and you want to optimize it for the income you need. But if you're building a business optimized for lifestyle freedom, time freedom, flexibility, you're going to be all about online courses, even with these cons. So just be aware. That's all. And hey, download my six-figure course checklist. It'll help you. You're going to learn the four steps to building and selling highly profitable online courses. It's free. Just go to sixfigurecourse.com. That's the number six, sixfigurecourse.com. Or if you're watching on YouTube, it's in the description below. Click on that. All right, my friend, I hope this was helpful to you. Let me know which one of those uh, was insightful to you that maybe you hadn't considered one of those cons to online courses. Let me know in a comment below on YouTube. I'd love to have a conversation with you. And until next time, stay healthy, stay safe, and we'll see you in another video and podcast episode very soon.